0: Are you dating a communal narcissist? Do you even know what that is? Uh, Do you understand some of the tactics that actually go into a narcissist that is communal? What's that look like? Well, we're gonna talk about that today. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. I meet with people every single day across the globe trying to help them get clarity about the crazy making that they've been through or the situation that makes them feel like they're going insane after being with a narcissist or while they're still with a narcissist or while they're still trying to just figure it out. Um, the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access at claritychallenge.net. If you like what you see today about narcissism, narcissistic abuse, my journey in narcissism, hit subscribe, hit that notification so you can get notified when we drop new videos, when we do live, when we have uh, question answers, all different types of things. We'd love to have you part of the community, so please hit that subscribe. Well, today we're talking about communal narcissism. It's a subtype of narcissists. It's a subtype that oftentimes doesn't get talked about very much. It's a little bit harder to identify, it's a little bit smaller. And I'm not gonna do like a huge in depth piece, but I did wanna give like an overview because I had several people asking me about communal narcissism and like what it looks like and things like that. So today we're gonna work on defining it and then actually spotting it and then a couple ideas moving forward uh, if you're with a communal narcissist or if that's what you're seeing. Okay. So when we talk about a communal narcissist, like the idea communal has this aspect of being community. So it's this aspect of the narcissist oftentimes leveraging other people, uh, community, uh, a group of people, a movement or whatever it might be like spotting. This is the idea of the narcissist being together with a bunch of people being like, Hey, this is the group. Okay, and the group is what they kind of pull their validation, their credibility out of. So think of it as like group centered, like goals and values, uh, sometimes even coming across as community minded or like selfless or caring about the other people, when in reality, a lot of times it's very much still self centered. So you have to remember, anytime we talk about narcissism, so we're talking about like communal or covert or vulnerable, like overt, all different types of narcissism, it still has the same underlying core. Like it still has the piece of a narcissist running away from shame and running away from guilt, but then it also has that core piece of like that need for admiration and validation. Even though it's packaged up in a different label and a different style of narcissism, it still touches on the same exact things. Uh, oftentimes, when I was like looking some of this up, oftentimes they'll, they'll appear very uh, charismatic. Uh, they'll be able to lead others. But then the flip side is the manipulation piece, where they'll be manipulating other people for their gain. Oftentimes, seeing this in like a work environment or in a community environment of moving people to be able to get what they want. Sometimes you'll see this in exploiting other relationships or taking advantage of those people. Now, it doesn't always seem self-centered. Okay. sometimes it doesn't seem like they're self-centered because they're in control of different groups or they're the organizers on like a split plan. Uh, And oftentimes they'll be kind of like coming in from the side and not really overtly doing anything, but more covert on the side of like guilt tripping or like confusing you or making you feel like you need to do X, Y and Z, whatever it might be. Okay. So that gives you like an overview. Again, a lot of these things are going to cross over when we just talk about narcissism in general, because there's a lot of uh, traits and a lot of things that happen with all different types of narcissists. They just sometimes manifest and show up differently when they're interacting with other people. Okay. So overall, this kind of like definition idea, some of the concept of it. So when we're talking about spotting a narcissist, spotting a communal narcissist, there's a couple things. Again, some of these are going to seem similar and some of these might be a little bit different from what you'd normally think of when you talk about narcissists, okay? So one of them is this overt use of flattery. Now with this, I'm not just talking about like love bombing. I'm talking about like flattery in the aspect of it's, it's with everybody or it's with that particular group. Sometimes this could be to leverage or to get someone on their side, to get another person like dependent on them or like what they want. So, for instance, like in a work environment, a narcissist might use like flattery to try to get someone to agree with their position or agree with what they're trying to do. Uh, it might be in like an organizational aspect, like the aspect of uh, giving someone compliments, getting close to someone so that they have their vote or so they have them on their side. Okay, so oftentimes you'll see this aspect of flattery, kind of like love bombing, but a little bit different, a little bit more nuanced. Uh, Along with like covert narcissists, you're also going to have a communal narcissist that leverages guilt tripping a ton. Okay, and this is the aspect of where it's not meeting their needs, but then even more so in the community aspect is like, you're not meeting the needs of the community or of what we're doing here or of like this partnership or whatever it might be. Like it's, it's still putting it back on you that you're not doing something for them or for the other person or for like the other like group. Okay, uh, so we'll see guilt tripping that happens a lot. Uh, the third one is oftentimes like emotional blackmail. Okay, and so this can be like the threaten to the the other person of like, hey, if I'm going to hurt myself, like if you don't comply, like this is going to hurt the group if you don't comply, this is going to affect this if you don't do what you're supposed to do. So guilt-tripping and emotional blackmail, very similar, uh, but the idea of like trying to be like, I need this from you or like this needs to happen or else. So like really like blackmailing, like pushing the other person to the edge but emotionally wise so not just like leveraging like something they've seen done anything like that but on the emotion piece of like well like this is what we need you know this is what is required whatever it might be okay um oftentimes you'll see a communal narcissist that wants control over finances so this could be like in the relationship this could be also like in the group in the community and whatever it might be like the organization maybe I don't know an HOA or a business model something like that like they want control so it's like there's this little aspect of like oh I'll serve this way But it also is a control piece like now I feel better about myself because I'm in control. Okay, but doesn't always help doesn't always work Okay, Uh, sometimes you'll see not just the control over finances, but especially in organizations like the control over decision making, like other people, they can't make a decision. And sometimes this goes back to their own validation of like other people can't make a decision because I have the best decision or I know the best. Okay, so there's that piece. But oftentimes you'll have the other person that will have no autonomy. Like the narcissist is just like, no, like, I, I need to make this decision. This is me helping out by making this decision, anything like that. Uh, Oftentimes you'll see like charm used as a manipulation tactic. Uh, where they seem to be like the best thing ever or they seem to be really nice or really caring or things like that and so there's this charm piece that makes it feel like to the other people that the narcissist like understands or cares oftentimes like with the communal narcissist there's this aspect of the narcissist like pretending or putting up that mask or putting up that front so that other people feel better about themselves or they feel better about the situation not knowing that is just a manipulation tactic that is just a manipulation tool of let's see if I do this then they'll connect this way then they'll give me what I want then they'll do this kind of thing Okay. So that's like some of them. Again, I get, I said, there's going to be like an overview. It's not all of them out there. You're still going to have some of the same things like a narcissist that gaslights, that isolates, that triangulates, that projects, all those different things are still going to be there, but sometimes they're going to take different modalities or they're going to appear at least a little bit different in interactions with other people. So getting used to just like spotting this is helpful. Now, It's going to be easier in one sense, I think, just to be able to say, like, oh, I'm spotting this as a narcissist, but you have to understand this, like, subset sometimes of, like, understanding how it's going to look in a community, in a group, in an organization, in a work environment that sometimes will be a little bit more covert, a little bit more underneath the surface of what's actually happening. So when we're talking about communal narcissists, it can be really hard to identify, Uh, But that's like the first part is like being able to like move forward and start your healing process is to be able to identify. Now you might have more luck, like I said, like identifying the narcissism, identifying different traits than you will like this is communal. I think that's going to be really hard for a lot of people to see, to understand and to like grasp of what is actually what. Okay. But being able to identify, Hey, this person is toxic. This person has these traits. I'm starting to see like, they seem to be helpful, but something's not right. There's something else under there. So identify and protect yourself. Okay. Uh, it might look bad in the community when you do that. So you need to understand like, there's this possibility of like you identify and then you're like, I'm not going to be involved in this anymore. And other people might be like, why in the world are you leaving? Like, there's no reason to leave. This person's amazing. This person's great. And you're like, no, nah, I'm just not going to be it. So there could be this piece of like feeling bad and even looking bad to the community, but you need to do what is important for you. Okay, not what is important for the group or things like that. That's that emotional blackmail piece of like, well, you need to stay. You need to do this. Okay. And you also need to understand that whether you're dealing with a communal narcissist, a narcissist, or a healthy person, it doesn't matter. What matters is the boundary piece. Okay. So the boundaries don't matter if they're any of those categories. They just matter, period. So being able to develop good boundaries are healthy for every single person out there and not just for a toxic person, not just for a narcissist. Okay. And then the idea is you need also need to get around a community that understands it and that actually sees it. So if you're in a community that there's this communal narcissist there and they're just blind to it, which a lot of times they are, then it's like, mm, I just, I don't want to be involved in this. Like, let me get with people who actually understand what I'm going through, who actually understand what's happening. Okay, hopefully that was a little bit helpful just breaking that down. I know that's like a newer concept and a newer one that I haven't broken down before, so I wanted to at least open it up and kind of like overview it. The end of the day, like toxic is toxic. And so when you start to identify people in your life that have these toxic traits, like you need to understand like, uh, this isn't something that's gonna be helpful. Okay, So I want to be able to encourage you today just to be able to identify it, to be able to get free, to be able to establish boundaries, and to find community that's going to help you grow, heal, change, and develop. One of the things that we've done recently is we've been working on our weekly connects inside the NARC app. So you can go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P.com narcapp.com, and you can be able to download it there, be able to understand some of the stuff that goes on. But then we have weekly connects where we're able to be able to bring in coaches from outside of the organization, outside of the NARC app. Uh, I, I coach stuff throughout the week and then also, I mean, throughout the month. And then my wife also comes in at the end of the month as well. So be something that you would definitely benefit from. Like One of the biggest pieces that people have benefited from is the aspect of community and being able to interact with other people that are out there. You're not alone in the stuff that you're going through. The more you're able to interact with other community and be able to find people to help grow, heal, change, and develop, that's what really changes a lot. So the people that are establishing connections inside with one another, those are the people that are able to really maximize their growth because they realize they're not alone. Last but not least, if you want to talk to me sometime, would love to be able to interact with you. Would love to be able to work with you to try to help establish clarity, to be able to break that trauma bond, move through the detox phase of getting either away or rewiring your mind to get away from a narcissist. You can go to rawmotivations.com, click on one on ones. Would love to be able to help be a part of your healing journey.